Now, talking travel with travel expert and specialist Sally Lucas. And Sally, today you're taking us to something quite interesting, as in we're going to look at some interesting lodgings. Yes, some very interesting lodgings as well in both African continent and South America and some interesting festivals, or oh. one in particular. Sally Lucas, uh, where are we starting? With a special festival? We are going to start with a special festival. and some We people, love a special oh, festival. I know, we do, don't we? Some people may be aware of this festival and some may not, but if you're watching some movies like the old James Bond Spectre or The Book of Life or the Pixar's new one up and coming Coco, they're making this particular festivity quite trendier, which is the Day of the Dead. And it is celebrated, or originally celebrated in Mexico, but it is celebrated in various other countries as well now. So they consider it an opportunity to reunite with family and friends that have passed away. And it is believed that on the 1st and 2nd of November, the border between the underworld and the world of the living is at its thinnest. And thus the departed can come back, can come back and visit. So okay. there you go. So you get the family together and you all enjoy it. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, well, it sounds All silly, together. doesn't it? But I do remember the movie Spectre and, and I remember that parade they had. I always remember that quite well in that James Bond movie. Um, marigold flowers are the essential symbol of the Day of the Dead celebration as, as it is believed that the scent of the flower guides the dead back to the world of the living. So families traditionally decorate tombstones with these flowers and build offerings or altars in their, altars in their homes. And the offerings feature their loved one's picture. Of course, that's to summon them. Mm -hmm. um, sugar skulls made of sugar, bread, and they have this special bread that they make and the deceased's favourite food and drink. Oh, nice. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So it's a day of celebrations, as we said, or a couple of days, is a mix between Indigenous and Hispanic traditions and it was originally uh, held to commemorate de uh, death and rebirth more than 3,000 years ago. But it wasn't until the Spanish conquered Mexico or Mexico that the celebration started taking place on the 2nd of November, which is Catholic All Souls Day. Mm. All Saints Day on the 1st All Souls yes, Day. Yes, yes. So today yeah. offerings or altars combine both the Catholic and the Indigenous elements. But a Day of the Dead parade was not a part of the tradition until after the James Bond film Spectre was released in oh, cinemas. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yes. So now thousands of people dress up each year and, of course, they have floats and marches and all sorts of things happen. So it in the city of... I'm not sure how this is pr correctly pronounced, Pacuca in Mexico, they broke the Guinness World Record for the longest day of the dead offering in 2017. The altar was 767 metres long and included more than 1,050 loaves of bread, a tonne of fruit and hundreds of metres of shredded paper. Oh, shredded paper. I don't know what the shredded paper was for. Sounds like confetti, doesn't it? Yeah, well, maybe it is. Yeah. But apparently it's not just celebrating Mexico, as I said, but the uh, traditions do differ slightly from country to country. Uh, for example, in Nicaragua, people spend the night sleeping with their loved ones at the cemetery. Oh, wow. So there you go. Yeah. While in Ecuador, families gather for additional dinner that concludes bread and uh, which is in the shape of, of children or whatever. So they make all these breads or they make a little round of bread with bones, the little strips of the bread pastry with the bones on top and cover them with sugar and bake them. And they say so they know when they're cooked when you hit them on the bottom and they're hollow. Oh, that's the special <laughs> bread and that's it's the in the shape. <laughs> Lovely. Isn't that interesting, that though? That is beautiful. Yeah. So we're... 
Yeah. Well, the other thing I was going to mention, Jane, too, mm. it, just uh, because we've been going like this plastic thing in Australia now, how we're yeah. heading with that, and it was interesting to know that Latin America is going plastic-free, but lots of other areas already are over there, and we often think of countries that we consider not necessarily third world, but not as advanced sometimes as we may be, or that we are perceived to be, or we perceive ourselves to be, um, that they've already done it long before us. Yeah, August 2009, Mexico City reformed the solid waste law and prohibited stores from dispensing bags free of charge. Oh, back in 2009. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of other countries. Buenos Aires has come on board, Colombia, and the Galapagos are really now getting on board to protect their environment there with no straws, no plastic bags, no styrofoam, no plastic bottles, etc. So we're really dragging the chain. Costa Rica, Peru, yeah, amazing. They're all doing it and have been doing it. So. Mm, yes, and of course that reduces all that plastic waste that is really an eyesore. It is an eyesore and it's, it's killing our oceans as we all know. So we've really all got to be sensible travellers these days and if you do have to take a plastic bottle, please just keep refilling it. But better off, take one of your own that mm. you can just refill. I mean, it's it's just we've just become so throwaway, haven't we? And it's it is killing killing our animals and our creatures. So really, be think about it when you're travelling. Having said that, Jane, I was going to quickly say what you should tell your travel agent. A lot of people, we like them to do a bit of research before they come in because, honestly, you will get so much more out of the holiday with the planning you put in, and I'm sure you believe in that as well, Jane. And, you know, where would you like to go exactly? Not just, you know, South America's a huge continent. Where? What part? Mm. How do you want to do it? What sort of accommodation do you want? Do you want boutique hotels? Do you want camping? Do you want resort? Do you want upmarket? When do you want to travel? Have you checked? Is it the right time to travel? Is it going to be wet, dry? Um, What kind of accommodation we've covered? Your budget, that's a very important thing. What's your budget? No point is suggesting an itinerary for you if the budget's way beyond your means. So always have a budget in mind as well. And also, like, are you solo? Are you travelling with other people? What sort of accommodation? Twin share? doubles, quadruples. But, you know, all that sort of stuff, when you come in to see your travel agent for the first time, will just make it so much more helpful in getting to understand, if it's a first-time client, particularly, I mean, if they're your existing client, you know what they want. Mm. But your first-time client, it's really important that you can relate to them as, as much as possible. Yes. It's always nice to find somewhere with a little bit of that extra difference to stay. Absolutely, Jane. And we're calling these extraordinary stays. And, of course, the Part of the beauty of travelling to a new country is the chance to explore and step outside your comfort zone occasionally. And spending a night somewhere that's unique with authentic accommodation where you can immerse yourself in your chosen destination, well, of course, that's something wonderful, isn't it? So some of the ones we're mentioning here is Bushman's Clough, which is in the uh, the foothills of the Cedarberg Mountains north of Cape Town. And it's an ecological oasis with a roughly hewn and magical land with which offers a distinctive wilderness experience amongst open plains and ancient sandstone formations. So apparently it's an award-winning area, but it's not an area you hear about so much. So this, again, if you're going to Africa or maybe it's even your second time or at the end you want to add on something special, like we're saying, a nice little special stay, it would be something wonderful to do. The other one is, I've heard of this hotel many times and I haven't stayed there. I don't know whether you've seen it at all, Jane, and your travels into Patagonia, but the Singular Hotel, which is a luxurious hotel, that was converted from an old coal 
old storage plant and it's situated on the most scenic spectacular area in Patagonia and you can actually do an expedition cruise or do other some sort of touring and finish up and have a beautiful few nights in that hotel um, Sri Lanka it's another gorgeous area which is really different um, it's one of the really unique hotel groups there is called um, Yuga and they have a 150 year old converted mansion uh, with a secluded cabin by the beach and you're nearby or adjacent to the Yala National Park which is just beautiful up in those areas another one in Canada in British Columbia Night Inlet Lodge and that's that wonderful lodge where it's not uncommon for there to be uncommon sorry for there to be about 50 beers 50 beers 50 bears, bears. <laughs> not beers. You could have a beer while you're watching the bears if you like, but yes, have a nice Canadian beer. <laughs> Within just so many kilometres that you can just sit and watch them eating their salmon and carrying on. So that's something wonderful to do. Um, also in Africa, of course, you've got the most wonderful game reserves and one of them is Sabi Sabi that's an award-winning private game reserve that's been going for about 35 years and that's a quite an, a beautiful experience if you want to go within that Kruger Park area and also Greenland, they've got a, a natural habitat base camp now in Greenland which is offering an exclusive refuge of comfort in the Arctic So, where you're staying in eight individual safari style tent cabins with private verandas, a view of the bay and the Greenland ice sheet off in the distance so how about those for something really special what for you to nice do? What a nice variety too, that's covering yes. the world for us. Extraordinary stays so yeah and another one just briefly uh, this is for uh, 2020 there's uh, an expert uh, doing who um, pardon me charters a, um, a ship occasionally to do all of Scotland in depth and so this is a wonderful cruise if you're really interested in that the Outer Hebrides St Kilda the Orkney and Shetland Islands and they say that the Scottish Isles the edge of Europe western north there is nothing more till the shores of America and these are your isles and ours to discover in depth. So it is remarkable because it's taking people away beyond the whiskey distilleries and maybe the golf courses and all that. So it's taking you to a really truly magical place that you won't see anything else like it anywhere in the world and certainly anywhere in Scotland. So that's a special one that's happening in May 2020 if you're interested in looking forward to doing the real heartland and harbours, villages and islands of the north of Scotland. Mm, the islands. Yes. As opposed to the highlands. As opposed to the highlands, exactly. <laughs> Hot deals time, Sally Lucas. What's around in the current travel marketplace? Today, Jane, I'm just going to discuss a range of products that are finishing at the end of the month. So there's a lot of early bird deals and rebated travel available to a lot of different destinations. And after that, there's a couple that are going through into November, which I'll mention as well. Firstly, these are the ones finishing 31 October, which doesn't give you very much time, of course, because that's only next week. But in case you're still just wanting to hang out there and grab a bargain, there are some still to be had. So the firstly it's the South Pacific region of Fiji, Norfolk area. There's a range of holidays there from five to seven nights and they are priced as starting from around 1300 up to around the 2300 mark depending on where you're staying. There's sort of discounts of around 20 to 50 percent offers being offered on all those. Also you've got 2019-20 the Mekong and the Irrawaddy River cruise early birds are finishing 31 October so keep that in mind if you're wanting to do that area. There's a, another fabulous one with the Star Clipper, that beautiful mastered vessel where you've got to fly free to Athens in August next year, so that's always good to get a free airfare. Yeah. And it's a 21-night 
cruise of all that Greek island Mediterranean. It's a fabulous itinerary. It's too many ports for me to mention, but it's a fabulous itinerary. And you're getting your free airfare. That's August next year. Or there's another one called Hoist the Sails and Asian Rails. And this is a fly cruise rail 14-night holiday in March where you're flying into Bangkok. You have a few nights there. Um, No, just one night there, sorry. Then you have three nights on the Eastern and Oriental Express going down through Thailand, Malaysia to Singapore for three nights. Then you join a seven-night star clipper cruise all around Malaysia and Thailand, finishing up in Phuket before flying home. So that's another great option if you're not looking at going to Europe. And then for November, we've got a lovely Tahitian package finishing on the 9th of November as well, which has got great discounts of around 30% off. And on the 15th of November, there's a few Early Bird Canada winter deals finishing up. Now, one of them has got lovely names, these, and these are all inclusive of Air from Australia, your accommodation, a whole range of sightseeing programs, etc. Snowmobiles, dog sleds and snowshoes. Oh, <laughs> now that sounds cold. It does. I'm rug up for these. This is a 10-day one that's got dates operating between December and March next year. The other one's the beautiful northern lights that you can go to from that um, eastern part of Canada. You're doing the winter Rockies as well, then going on to do the northern lights, which would be absolutely fabulous. That's a 14-day itinerary from December to April. And finally, there's another one called the Snow Train to the Rockies. That's a lovely one, using a lot of trains throughout the rocky areas for 12 days. And that's from November to April as well. Now, all those holidays range from around 3500 up to about 5000 per person, share twin, inclusive, as I said, of air accommodation and lots of sightseeing ex-Australia. And lots of interesting combination of yes, features. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. So there's a few different areas we're looking at there today. So we've got Asia covered, we've got a bit of Europe covered, uh, the uh, Mekong, the Irrawaddy, Canada and the South Pacific. So, look, there's a lot there, lot there to be enjoyed. And there's always plenty of hot deals around. Of course, Jane, always. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. Look forward to talking travel again next Friday after on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.